Hey, hey, welcome to Web3 Weekly with your host, Blockstar Technology. Let's go. All right, guys. So uh, we are now live on our 18th podcast. Um, so I have 18. Can you believe it? 18 weeks. Oh we've been going on like without a break. So guys, uh, welcome to our Twitter spaces and Insta Live. Um, as well, so uh, we have uh, Craig to my left, uh, Charlie and Maureen and today we are joined by uh, none other than Shane Benson from Lloyd's Auctions. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Shane, um, so you uh, you had the uh, fine art and jewelry, you know, so that department for Lloyd's Auctions. Can you give us a little bit of a, a description, you know, introduction? Uh, about your background and how do you come about to this role, please? Sure. So yeah, I'm I'm part of the fine arts team for Lloyd's Auctions. Uh, my main role is in uh, authentication, appraisals, and bringing in new product. Uh, I've been in the industry, online auction industry, over 20 years. In fact, uh, my wife and I started a company when the internet first came to Australia. Online shopping internet that was, as uh, the first big players in online fine arts and uh, we, we ran that company for about 15 years and we merged up with Lloyd's uh, six, six odd years ago and uh, it's, you know, it's been a great ride with Lloyd's, well, it is a great ride and, and now we're doing quite a bit of work with you guys in the Blockstar in the NFT realm which is, uh, which is fantastic, it's, it's the new way of, of art, it's, it's what all the, uh, the new buyers are looking at. The old buyers are looking at traditional landscapes, the new buyers are looking at NFTs. Yep. Um, so, in the, uh, you deal with um, artists pretty much day to day, uh, what we call the, like the, not the digital artists, traditional but artists. traditional artists. <laughs> um, in this space, uh, you know, uh, when you started your uh, previous uh, business, and dealing with the traditional artists, how did that look like when you got into this space first, when the internet first came about and you get, okay, let's bring you guys online. And you know, how did that experience was for you guys as vendors? Yeah, that was that was an interesting ride actually, because pre prior to the internet, it was all gallery-based art. So, you know, there was, Let's say there was 50 galleries around Australia, unless you got picked up by that gallery as an artist, you never got your artist shown to buyers and unless as a buyer you went to that gallery, you never saw the artist work. So what, what it actually meant was you really only bought artwork from artists that were local to that area or that gallery that you attended because that galleries would in general only have local artists in their galleries and outside of that a few major players. but. Um, it, it really was limiting, you know, your access as a buyer to art and uh, and to the, you know, to sellers. But uh, when we first started, all those gallery owners were my age then, so I thought they were really old and I was in young, <laughs> 20 oddish on this new thing called the internet. And uh, it was a, it, it was a hard ride to start with. They weren't big fans of it. We were, you know, we were encroaching on them. We we're doing something new. We we're opening up art to a much bigger buyer base and also back then the way that the galleries got art if they didn't get it directly off the artist they'd buy an auction and put it in their gallery what we did with the in and what the internet did is 
people could then Google and search and find art themselves, you know, and it, it allowed artists to be everywhere as opposed to just in that little local gallery. But it, it grew over time and eventually, and ironically, you know, as those gallery owners passed on and got out of the gallery space, we, we got to auction off their contents of a yeah. lot of those galleries through our online database. So it was, it was a bit of, and we became quite close friends with a lot of the gallery owners, although in the beginning they did give us a rough time. Yeah. Um, they warmed to our charm and, uh, <laughs> and eventually we became really close. And we still, to this day, speak to a lot of them. You know, a lot of them will still come to us asking for um, some estimates on, you know, art that they have. And I'm like, there's a, the art's not worth what you paid for it 20 years ago or 25 years ago. So everything's changed. Yeah. The, whole, the whole landscape of the art world has changed in that time. And now we're pretty well... If you're not online, then you're not in in the space. You, as an artist, you have access to anyone in the world, not just in your country or in your city or in your town. You yeah. have access to anyone in the world, and anyone can be an artist now as well. Whereas previously, not anyone could be an artist. You needed to be lucky enough to be picked up by a gallery, mm -hmm. and you needed them to be lucky enough to be hung on the wall. And mind you, you only hung on the wall once or twice a year for an exhibition, and the rest of the time your art was in the back room. So you had to be it was basically in the Goldilocks of having the right buyer in the right space, the right time, in yep. the right gallery to sell a piece. It's totally different now. So Shane, can I just ask, with obviously all of this going online at the time that it did and, and opening it up to a much wider market, but on the opposite side of that, you also had much more art that was accessible online. So did, did it impact like art prices at the time? Like did they go up, did they go down? Was there more supply there few, and demand? There were a few things in that. There was some, um, I'm gonna call it government intervention with some, you know, this copies and stuff like that that did it and around a similar sort of time when the internet art was taking off um, and exploding. But it did, I think, buy, as buyers now, our buying habits have changed. Where, if we look at a buyer now, the people with money are younger than what they used to be and they're a lot more transactional and also what what a buyer likes today is not so much what they like tomorrow. So, so that automatically puts limits on what they're spending on a product. If we go back to when I started 20 years ago, if you just collected one artist, let's say you collected a Charles Blackman, you always bought that artist's work from that same gallery and so you paid whatever you paid because that's what you got and where you got it. And whether you like the painting or not, that's what you collected. Right. Now it's different. Buying habits are completely different now. Yeah. Completely different. And it's a lot more transactional. There's no, uh, people won't just buy from somebody because they've bought from them before. You've got to be competitive in the market because people will do their homework and shop around as they should. Are we, what kind of shift are we seeing in the type of art that's being created in your opinion? Like what are galleries or online, like what are they, the shift in you know the direction that artists have gone in. Yeah, definitely the landscape days yeah. are over at the moment. So I think the people that used to buy landscapes are all not, you know, they're <laughs> not buying art anymore. It's it's a lot more modern, and there is a real even in the physical art scene as opposed. And I'm going to say physical, yeah. and then we have NFT or digital art scene. Yeah. There's a there is a real merge over a tape at the moment in that um, that really modern and you know almost video game-ish style yeah. art that this really, it, there's a real crossover. And I think that the reason why that is, is because 
Because NFT, particularly in Australia, where we would be well behind the world when it comes to moving forward in most scenes, but particularly in the art world, uh, it's hard for people to comprehend the digital side. So the digital artists are finding they're doing uh, traditional style art that they've got to have some medium in there to, to draw the two together. And it's only a matter of time until I, I feel that digital art takes over traditional art. Yeah. Many people disagree with me, but those same people disagree that there would be an Aboriginal art scene in Australia, and that's massive. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, in the uh, in your current space with uh, Lloyd's Auctions, how many art pieces do we uh, go through a like a month, for example, or a month or a week, whichever the numbers that we have? Like, are we looking at uh, is it a hundred and two hundred or two hundred to three hundred or what is that in a range looks like uh, per week or yeah. per month? So we don't actually we don't there's a. A company that a number of auction house release their numbers to. We don't do that, and we do yeah. that for vendor privacy. Yeah. But I, I can tell you that we are in the top. We are bouncing on the top. Um, if we look at that art, just the yeah. art part of the week. Yes. Bouncing on, uh, competing with the top guys in turnover of art and in volume, we we would kill them all yeah. of them. We're doing over a thousand. We sell over a thousand pieces of art a week. Wow. It ranges everything wow. from. You know, <laughs> decorative piece up until yep. you know one two hundred thousand dollar. We just recently sold two hundred net two hundred something thousand dollar uh, Jeffrey Smart, which wow. uh, was, yep. it was a good buy for the buyer. It was a good sale for the seller, but it's um, everything in between yep. that. But, so yeah, it's uh, by volume we. So we are doing. And then there's daylight, and then the next person. So Lloyd's Auctions doing thousand plus art pieces selling auctioning. Thousand plus art pieces a week. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, Lloyd's Auctions. We have a number of offices around the country. We're pretty well in every state, and so yeah. we have specialist fine arts people in every area. Uh, we have dealers that send us product. We have artists that we deal directly with a lot of artists. It's yeah. a it's a way for them to get access to a huge buyer base that we have. Yeah. And to um and to get their you know their work out there. We deal with estates. We, you know, people just wanting to sell work. It's 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 um it's a big job. Yeah. Getting the work in and you know cataloging the work and getting the work out. But there is a great team that does that. Awesome. So with the um, art that we do, um, what is the um, if I ask you to can you give us a, like a story about an artist how um, Lloyd's auctions changed their life. Can you come up with a story that, like something that is uh, memorable to you? Like I, we don't even know about the artist's name, but I would yeah. love to know how do you, you know, how did you change their life? Uh, well, I, not so much me. I think that Louise does. I, I mean, as, as you, you know, you put me on the spot, but if we don't go into names, there's a number of artists who, you know, working normal jobs and normal job is not an art job, whether, yeah. wherever that be, and by being able to sell through us and they've been able to leave those jobs and just full-time produce art, which is what they love doing. And, okay. you know, a full-time artist isn't like a, a full-time plumber or a, 
type of shows and not working around the, the clock. You know, a full-time artist works a few hours, they get their brain going, and there's a lot more into it. I'll simplify it. I can't paint them. <laughs> I've had, I've had uh, some fun with a few artists that are trying to get me to paint them. I am a bad painter. I know a good artwork, but I'm a bad painter. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so a lot of, there's a lot of artists, and I, I don't know the numbers, but it would definitely be well over 100 who we have allowed to leave their normal day-to-day -day job and just produce art. You know, families as well, that if we go away from artists directly to people who have collections who are struggling, we can help, we can liquidate art very fast, faster than if we look at our competitors, you know, where they're doing two, three auctions per, per year. So if you put giving them an artwork, they're often sitting on that artwork for months. We're running auctions every day. You know, yeah. you, could be in a, you could be in a top end artwork within a few days. Yeah. No, sorry, a top end option within a few days. We can turn over really fast. Mm. And yeah, go ahead. So I was just going to say, just skipping back a, a little bit before where you said the landscape days were over. So, yeah. Can you give us any indication as to what, what style the current art is and yeah. what, what's popular? It's very simple, it's simplified. And, um, you know, almost Picasso wish he's come back around and the, and the colder era where just lines, colours, simplified art, it's, it's not the busy and people are moving away from buying, when I say traditional art, it's maybe like a, a portrait, you, you know, you, we could never, you could never, it was always hard to sell a portrait of a male because people, women <laughs> people want a portrait of a random male on the wall, but you can sell portraits of women. But those days have been moved away from that. It's really simple lines, simple colours, and it's art now is more like statement pieces. A lot more than traditionally we found it was you, you bought it because it was who, who painted it basically. If it was a yeah. if it was a really poor example by a top artist, people still pay big money for it because it was by that artist. That's not a case anymore. Yeah. yeah, it's not a case at all. Have you? Um, I'm going to ask a controversial question. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just because I'm just curious. I have had my um, Instagram news feed flooded with them. Have you seen the AI art pieces that are coming out? You know, everyone that's you know putting up their photos and getting all types of different. Uh, I don't know what to call it. Different AI created yeah. scenes of themselves. What What are your thoughts yeah. on that? I think that's the new movement. If we're looking yeah. at the the younger. I call them kids, but everyone's a kid under the age of, you know, 30 to me. But if we look at the younger people coming through, and again, they're the people who are buying as well. They're the buyers. Yeah. Um, tech is their second nature to them. They grew up, they grew up tuning their mum and dad's TV when they were like three years old. They were yeah. doing it before they could read the books, you know. Like they're, they're, this is normal to them. We, we, um, you know, we, we kind of mocked them when they were buying clothing for their games that they were playing online and then all of a sudden now this whole metaverse is created around that and yeah. that the momentum of that is not going backwards it's going forwards yeah. and even us oldies are getting on we have got to be on board on that if you're not on board of it then you're, you're going to fall way behind but the ai the fact that everyone can do that now is amazing you can yeah. do that off your mobile phone like yeah. everyone carries this thing around now, everyone can be an artist, anyone can be an artist, and people want to buy cool stuff. And it, yeah. you don't need to be, you know, a certain name or have a certain reputation to, yeah. to produce really that, good stuff. That brings me on to my next question. Since 
anyone and everyone can do it now and it's not even really them doing it, it's the technology. What sort of impact do you think that's going to have on pricing of art? Like the value, the cost, do you think it's no longer scarce if everyone has access to it and can essentially be an artist these days? Uh, no, I, I think it'll, there'll be a resettlement in the market. That's actually a really good question. I think there'll be a resettlement in the market. Yeah. But, you know, if we look at, say, gold, everyone has access to gold. Gold's still got value. Yeah. Silver knives, mm. silver spoons or knives and forks, it's still got value, even though there's a lot of it about. I think it'll resettle. There, There's a massive difference between good art and art. So, and yeah. what my idea of good art and art would be different from yours and, you know, different mm. from, there we, yeah. you know, there's five people here, there's five different versions of good art, but good art is different from just art. And even though you can produce that, producing good art is, mm. that people will pay good money for and collect it is different from, you know, just taking a photo and, and running a filter yeah. over there. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's yeah. like just about any product that you go and buy. You can buy like a yeah. mass-produced version of something. Exactly. Or you can get something that's bespoke or handmade. Yeah, I guess like fast fashion, things. slow fashion. Yeah. And I've played with the AI art myself, mm. the uh, generators text yep. the image, and it does still take skill and creativity yeah. to come up yeah. with something nice. It's not just, just like throw some text and have a cool piece of art. There's a... Just the There's art a practicing the around it and the right piece of art to get yeah. that to pick up your text. And yeah. you know what, I, and you know, just a really good question to ask about the value of it. Now yeah. everyone can create it. I mean, everyone can paint as well. Doesn't mean that you can paint like, you know, just say as what Shane said. Yeah. yeah. You know? And I look at that like um, NFTs on OpenSea. Yeah. And anyone can create NFTs there and there's hundreds of thousands mm. of them, but they're not all got a high value to them, yep. for instance, but there's yeah. some that do pick up and build a great community mm. for whatever yeah, reason. I think, sorry, no, I think something that um, it, it opens up hugely for us with access to this sort of creating digital art is that because any, anyone can do it, you could have a, let's call it a 10-year-old girl in Nebraska mm. who's had no art training whatsoever, produce amazing stuff. And previously you had to go to the art school and, you know, be the artist. Well, what's to say that that 10 year old girl in some outback town in Nebraska can't produce amazing stuff yeah. if she's got the talent. Yeah. So we, I think we'll see a lot of really new concepts in art coming through that are so far away from the tradition because they, they don't know the tradition and stuff. They don't, they don't know that you're meant to paint left to right or whatever have you. And I think we'll see a lot of that breakthrough. And that I, I think you know, as, as we progress through there, people are going to be popping up with types of art that, that's completely new. Yeah, and I think that's amazing too. Like, um, if that's instead of Nebraska, but someone who's in a third world country yeah. or high inf- inflation, like um, uh, El Salvador, I think it is, Vene- yeah. Venezuela, I mean, where um, that 10 year old can sell that piece of art for say $10 or that NFT for $10 yeah. without needing to outlay mediums and just yeah. have internet access mm. and they could provide for their whole family. So yeah. Sh- Shane, can I ask like, I mean, obviously besides dealing with traditional artists yeah. and then you also deal with digital artists, what yeah. sort of, I, I guess, opinions, uptakes, things like that do the digital artists have as far as NFTs go? Because in my mind, it took me a little while to get my head around it. 
But mm. I realized that I was placing a greater value on a physical piece of art as compared to something that was created digitally just simply because it could be copied as easily as it could. Um, yeah. But obviously with, you know, you bring NFTs into it where it gives it, you know, authenticity. That authenticity. Stuff, yeah. Like what, what sort of feedback have you gotten from digital artists? Uh, well, digital artists, there's some older, there's more traditional artists breaking into that scene as well. Yeah. I mean, a lot of artists traditionally have done you know, um, graphic design or something similar in, their, in training because they had to pay bills while they were producing art because it didn't pay the way. So a lot of them have training in, in say, graphic design, for example. So they have skills on a computer, um, but it's more the younger, the younger crew that are coming through on digital. They are open to it, I think. Um, we're in a sort of a twilight at the moment where producing good digital art and just art to try and sell it. And OpenSea was brought up, and that's a good example. There's, I don't know how many things on, on OpenSea you guys might be able to tell me, but most of it's, you know, honestly, it's it's a money grab stuff. It's not proper art. And yeah. you, you know that when you see it because it's not it's not quality and it's not quality to you. But um, digital artists have been... Them, super about they love the concept of it they love that there's a role in you know if you set up correctly you have a role in commission every time you sell it whereas in traditional art it's very uh, uh, you know very hard to police we tried to police it in the industry there's a you know a, a number of dealers going around that to get around and they just change the title of the artwork that they've got that they've sold and all of a sudden it doesn't exist anymore so there's no recourse of paying out um, to artists, you know, when you're reselling it. NFT stops this. It, it creates authentic art. It can't be faked because once it's created, it's on the blockchain and it cannot be faked. It's a, it's a rolling commission back to them every time it sells and it's, it creates a legacy for them, unlike now. So yeah. um, di digital art, it's a younger generation, as I said. It, it's, um, I'm going to say, up to late 20s are the, are the real bloomers in there and they're loving that, you know, we, we've asked... I've spoken to quite a few of them, we're doing a bit of work with them and they're super passionate about it. They love that there's something in Australia like this and they don't have to try and organise for it to be internationally an international transaction, but um, they're super pumped that and I, I love dealing with them because they're so, you mm -hmm. know, they're just upbeat and they're motivated and you, you can't bang them down, they love it. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking on that, I was looking through Lloyd's Auctions .com.au. And on the LloydsAuctions.io platform before we set up for the podcast, and I seen um, the it was created by an artist for Unbound Artists, and they had faces of forts and unseen worlds. But I thought it was unique that they were delivering a canvas print as well as an NFT. So they so yep. you still got the physical piece, <laughs> but you got your digital NFT as well. And I was like. That's cool. You get the best of both worlds, mm. which is Madame, Madame Love. Love, which we purchased yep. um, her NFTs and yep. got our our prints as well recently. That's a good point. That's, it's yeah. There are some people that you'd want to show the art that you own to yep. that you wouldn't necessarily want in your house to see things. <laughs> yeah. So that's. Well, <laughs> <good. laughs> I'll ask more after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think. Um, in this space, that, that's the thing, you see, like, in, with the artist, before it was just 
uh, the piece of like the their you know their artwork that hangs. But I think now, uh, given the I think the possibilities have opened up for a lot more artists, given so many new mediums. And I'm pretty sure that I, I you know I heard like this was like um, in one of Gary V's podcasts, like um, when people did uh, portraits that was frowned upon because that was not real uh, art. Art supposed to be on like walls, like per as permanent fixtures. And when the portraits was introduced, it was a big hoo-ha about that time. Like, oh, this is not real art and it should be on a permanent structure. And that's what art was. And, and I've, you know, and we've gone through all those. And I'm like, wow, I did not know that. And um, this was like, you know, quite, you know, when this, the whole pivot happened from, you know, painting in uh, churches and cathedrals and going to a canvas. And um, we see that happen all the time. But And now we are in a position where we are going to digital art. And it's the same thing. People are not used to it until mm. it's a slow transition. I feel like people feel like, oh, it's like easy to do. It's not easy. And I also feel like people tend to their instinctive nature is to fear what they don't know and yeah. judge what they yeah. don't understand. Mm. It's just a go-to thing. But in reality, they try to fight off that change and that advancement and the technology is going to take over, take all our jobs and stuff. But if you use it as a tool, you realize it now creates a global reach. Now you can reach more people than ever before. It's like the next step up from the internet. Web 2 is read and write, you know, you have a shot. Now you actually have ownership on the internet. So whether it's like a digital twin of a physical piece or just the artwork, you know, um, in an NFT. Or even the royalties in this case yeah. that we're talking yeah. about. You, you still it's, maintain some ownership, I guess. And you don't have, have to worry about any damages during shipping. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you think of at the moment we have TVs on walls or we put pictures on, how long, and it's not way out there that we're painting a paint on the inside of a house and we change the wall color by your phone. You know, if it's a rainy day, there's yeah. The artwork on your wall, if it's a good day, there's sunny artwork on your wall, that's only a matter of time. We're, we're painting solar panels on the house. It's, we'll be painting digital TVs on, internally in, in houses and shopping centres and, mm. you know, and, and art, you'll be flicking through your own library of art and mm. putting it on the wall as you walk around your property. Yep, 100%. Can I? Uh, I would like to ask a question. I'm pretty sure that we can um, use this one and I'm pretty sure that, you know, this part, um, you know, probably Nathan will be able to chop it and start promote, you know, promoting out there as well. Um, Shane, can you tell us what's the process if someone wants to uh, uh, join Lloyd, not join Lloyd's office, but if they want to uh, auction their artwork? Like, let's talk about the physical art first and then let's talk about um, the NFTs afterwards. So if we talk about the physical art, what is the process for some artists to come and you know, auction their artwork? Yeah, it's actually, it's pretty simple. So all you need to do is either flick an email through, you can flick it through to info at lloydsoptions.com.au or myself directly, which is shane at lloydsoptions.com.au. And uh, it, it's really just about send, uh, sending some images through if it's, if it's physical art, and then we just have a bit of a chat about where we'll see those in the market, which option that we feel they'd be best in. Um, and when, once that's that chat's been had, then uh, getting them to one of our facilities and they get auctioned off there. They get professionally catalogued, professionally photographed, 
we all our team does all the administration on it and really all you need to do is give us the bank account details of where you want the money to go for when it sells yeah and the nft inside is very similar to that as well is it's um really just flicking an email over and you can go you can if you don't remember those emails you can go to either of the website which is www.lloydsoptions.com.au or www.lloydsoptions.io and uh, you, can, you can flick through you know contact us through there and really it's the same process for the um for doing the nfts as well yeah yeah and on that too i'd love to know what lloyd's auctions has done with that nft side with um allowing people to bid on the web 2 and aud but you can still check out with crypto if you want yeah but you can also connect with your metamask on the io website and bid on there with mm. any cryptocurrency mm. that's supported. That's yeah. pretty cool, I believe it? it's yeah. a, uh, that's, um, that's a game changer in the, in the industry as a blanket. So even whether you're buying digital art or physical art or cars or whatever you're buying off Floyd's options, you can pay in any format, like with crypto or dollars. So um, that makes it more accessible as a, as a seller to people who don't yet have crypto but want to get into the space yeah. you're, and vice versa it allows people to transact to do transactions either way uh, that that's uh, that's a game changer for us and we bought that in a little while ago it's been super successful uh and you know it's only about in time to uh, the rest of the competition jumps on that yeah i mean when, when it comes to um so that's for the physical art so when it comes to uh, digital art how would an artist um, get on board with LloydsAuctions.io? I'll ask a question from, question from Charlie this time, because Charlie, we, we developed the platform, yep. and how easy it is for an artist to, you know, start selling their digital art. Uh, so all you do is come to go to LloydsAuctions.io yeah. and at the top of just underneath the nav bar there's a apply to have your artwork button mm -hmm. there and you click that, you fill out the form. Uh, all online. There's all no printing all online. You yep. can upload your title, description, um, image, your reserve prices, yep. everything's in there. And then you also get a form nine because of the laws around auctioning where you allow that art to be handed over mm -hmm. to Lloyd's, but it's your art still. So yeah. they can facilitate the auctioning. Of course. That. And so and it's, it's really simple. It's easy. Cool. And there's no uh, minting or anything like that involved for the no, artists? No, nah, no gas fees whatsoever. Lloyd's yep. auctions cover all of that on behalf of the artists. Yeah. Cool. And I think that's the thing that I just really want to um, yeah. bring out in this discussion is that, you know, we had like the difference between OpenSea and Rarible. So OpenSea, Rarible and all those, those ones are, are marketplace. They're not auction platforms. Yeah. So they're not um, conducting auctions per se. They have like more like marketplaces mm -hmm. where auctions, this is run by in real world auction um, in, in that in that manner. So yes. um, if I ask, yeah, go ahead. The auctioneers facilitate that everything gets transferred to the correct person at the end of the auction. It's end of the auction as well. Waiting to rely on the person themselves to do the transfer if mm -hmm. you've won that auction. Yeah, and somebody else pumps the gas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and somebody Someone exactly. Else pumps the gas. <laughs> yeah, and the, um, so the with this server. <laughs> yeah, so with regards to the sorry, with regards to the um, open sea. Right, so we have uh, each person have their own art pieces, right, with all different uh, pages, right. 
So for example, an artist comes on, um, go to OpenSea and put their uh, art pieces, mm -hmm. right? And and you had to be and you had to go and start promoting uh, on Twitter and all those places to attract people to those individual pages. Well, you have to be the artist, the yep. IT department, yep. the marketing department, mm -hmm. the and everything. Everything, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, what is the difference if we come to Lloyd's auctions, Shane? Well, firstly, on those uh, on open scene, you, you're really just a fish in the sea there. Yeah? <laughs> you're thrown in. If you're a new artist, you're thrown in with everybody else. And with Lloyd's, we break it up. We're a lot. We like to build up artists. So if you're a new artist in the space, then you know we we can possibly give you your own auction. We can promote you. Everyone gets promoted across our full data place. Plus, we have the best marketing team I think of any business anywhere. And the reach of that marketing team is amazing. So, if you're whether you're an artist who's selling something for a few hundred dollars or for a few hundred thousand, you're getting the same push. You're, no one's better than anybody else. Everyone's just as good as each other. So, it, you know, there's, there's chalk and cheese between what we deliver, particularly to you know people who are rising up, um, in, you know, in this new space compared to where you're just thrown in a bucket with a zillion other people. When you're doing your own marketing like you're doing in, in, on those cases, you're real, it's really hard to get outside your own little circle of friends, you know, and your mum can only buy so many pieces of your stuff <laughs> and then she's going to stop doing it. Whereas you come in with a company like us and you're, you're out there amongst everyone. It's not just in a circle of friends. It's, you know, 700,000 registered biggest circles of friends plus the, what the marketing team reaches out to. Yeah, it's... it's um, much much wider reach international reach yeah, yeah. Just about so with um you being um you know working with the traditional artists what has been the most challenging uh part in your part to onboard them to do the digital version like digital art um oh, it's <laughs> controversial and say that and i will um <laughs> A lot of artists are just happy doing what they do if it pays yeah. bills and don't want to rock the boat if it pays bills. And I kind of get that because <laughs> yeah. they've got to where they've got to. And to be an artist that's paying bills in, you know, particularly in Australia, it's a small market, is you're doing very well. And so that's been the case. A lot of traditional artists are older as well and they're more set in their ways and um, they don't understand digital. Yeah. Um, they just don't understand. A lot of them don't even have Instagram accounts. So they don't understand the digital work, but then you get the younger guys, and as I said earlier, digital—they were—they came out of the womb with a watch on. So <laughs> you know, those guys, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Guys and girls. I say guys, but I mean guys. I'm guys as in yeah. guys and girls, but um, yeah. Hmm. So with with the um, you know the uh, this rather than getting the traditional arts to become digital artists, right? Rather than having to convince people, I think. It's best to carry, you know, bring. There are a lot of smart, like, digital artists, right? And they have, their, their, you know, their own thing. And there are some, like, artists, like, traditional artists who are doing digital art and they're doing great. You know, it's like a niche. I feel like uh, there are, it's like a niche of a niche of a niche. Like, you can, you can, like, artists who are make you know, having a living mm. based on their art. That's about 5% of all the artists. I don't know, is that right, um, Shane? How many artists, like, really, if we get a, as a percentage of, 
all the artists. It'd be it'd be single digit percents. But yeah, on, on that as well, cause is and we are finding it with the NFT with the NFT artists. The good artists are getting signed up and getting exclusivity deals. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan. We don't offer and yeah. we don't ask exclusivity because if you're the best at what you do, then you'll come and sell through us. But they're getting signed up by these. You know, I'm going to call them start offs that are starting up these platforms. They have no buyer base whatsoever. They have no. There's no marketing team, there's no project, and then they're getting locked into these deals, which doesn't allow them to branch out. I, I mm. would say to anyone that's looking, that's getting spoken about signing up to exclusivity deals, think about that before you do it. As I said, if you're good at what you do, you don't need an exclusivity deal because yep. you are the best at what you do. Exactly. So that, that, that's, that's something that is we are seeing that's stifling that. Go back to your original question, Cossie. It'll be single-digit artists that are making a full-time living out of art. Of, if we look at who, who calls himself an yeah. artist in the country. Yeah. Mm. Now, out of that, people who wants to do digital, it'll be a even a percentage of that, and then who yeah. make money out of that would be even a even a smaller percentage, mm. you know. And but if you look at and that's from you know real like traditional artists like if you look at like digital artists there's like a really like young artist or people who embrace the digital first aspect they're doing good like people now they've been like digital from day one and they're doing good um and i think there is a there's still a lot more in that space that traditional artists can do and I think having that Lloyd'sAuctions.io platform where artists doesn't have to think about how this blockchain works because even though it's an NFT that gets sold, Lloyd's Auctions deposits in AUD to uh, to the artist. Am I right, Shane? Yeah, we can pay anything to the artist. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, preferably we pay in Australian dollars when it when the transaction happens. So it's, it's money you're buying groceries with. Yeah, it's real money. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, with, when in this uh, space, have you when you start dealing with the uh, digital artists um, to bring in um, NFTs for Lloyd's auctions? What have you? Uh, what are the challenges that you have faced, or have you ever You know, but or what have Lloyd's auctions done digital art before, or what has it been the experience for you? And especially coming from a traditional art sort of band, mm-hmm. and then you now. You know, transition to the web three as well. So now we are in the web two. Oh no, we are in the traditional art and the digital art. So what have you know? What your experience been in this space? Yeah, I think because uh, there's so many. Touching back on my previous point, there's so many people trying to get into the space with platforms. Mm. They're very wary. Good artists or artists full stop are very wary about who they're speaking to. You know got a big company like Lloyd's which has an international reputation, it's a good reputation, and but they've been burnt so many times by people playing around. Um, so they, they are wary, mm. but uh, uh, you know, overall I think it's been, it's positive. The older traditional artists, you know, they're sort of, as I said earlier, they're a bit, they, they like doing their physical art that sticks on the wall, which is fine. A few of them are transitioning over a little bit because they see where the movement's going, but um, definitely, the biggest thing would be wear, being wary of, of me and also I'm a little bit older than they are and when they're generally talking in their groups about the art they're doing, they're talking amongst themselves, whether it's at school or, you know, you know at, at uh, uni or whatever have you, a lot of artists in that age bracket. 
but once, once we have that conversation, they get to see what we've got, the product, the product uh, and the platform that lawyersoptions.com.au has and the .io site is, is amazing. And it, it is, you know, it, it's a well-breeding platform. It's the best of the best. With yeah. the amount of volume of bidders we can handle on, on those platforms, nobody else can do. We, as we said earlier, you can get um, people can pay in any format. We, we transfer it into AUD for you in your bank account. It's directly put into there. We, you know, all the work's done for you. We're getting them minted. So they see that the service that's being offered, it's really a, there's no risk to them other than their time of producing the art, mm. which is something that they love doing anyway. So what we are what we are offering is you do all the fun stuff with being yeah. the artist. We yep. do all the other stuff of being the artist, and then you just spend the money. So it's all fun. There's no, there's no real, <laughs> it's, it's a not pretty hard. good deal. You know, there's, there's nothing difficult. It's a pretty good deal, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, and sorry. just on that, Shane, can they also accept um, to be paid in cryptocurrency if they wanted, if that was what the winning bidder paid in? We, we, can, we can pay that in crypto if, we, if they choose to go down that path, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. well, we, we, we don't see, I'm, I'm not aware of seeing that today yet. Everyone's pretty mm -hmm. happy to get their Australian dollars yeah. in the bank. Yeah. Especially yeah. during the volatility. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, so earlier we said, like, um, landscapes are pretty much disappearing, right? And I would like traditional. to... Well, traditional. I'll say landscapes, and I'll throw that because yeah. I probably shouldn't broad, broad, traditional yeah. style arts, a landscape, paintings of horses. Yeah. Got it. You know, like a really realistic style paintings. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, they're, they're disappearing, and there's a lot of cracking, I mean, cracking, I mean, really good artists around producing them, but uh, they're not... If, they're not fetching the money that they were, you know, five, 10, 20 years ago. Hmm. So, so, would I be correct in assuming that that's because, as you stated earlier, the buyers are getting younger and younger. Yes. Um, and the buyers are going to buy what, I, I, I guess... They're resonating with. Yeah, yeah. There, 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 there needs to be a motive in some yes. way to them mm -hmm. um, or resonate with them. And it'll be what they're used to. Whereas, I mean, like, you know, if we go back to the oldie days, even older than me, yeah. you know, somebody might have walked out their back door and looked <laughs> at that lovely landscape or the horses running yeah. past them, and that's what they wanted to see. But that's not what the younger buyers... Yeah, they're all about gaming and yeah. Yeah. technique, yeah. So where do you yeah, see... Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Recent one I bought was the Mem one, the one you bought, Cozzy. Yeah, the I bought this. was the Anubis that, 3D model. That's right, yeah. Oh, my God, your winning son was my one. Yeah. <laughs> So it's a bit exactly. different. It it's, I think it's almost like with the NFT art, it's like, you know, what's happening now? Because it's almost like, I feel like um, you buy NFTs as recently at that time, like when the whole FTX went, you know, belly up, a uh, lot of digital artists created artwork around that yeah. incident. <laughs> and then I bought it so that, you know, I thought like, oh, you know what? I minted that piece of art when it happened. So I have provenance, I have a history in my yeah, wallet there at that, yeah. in that moment of time in moment of time so it's yeah, almost like probably. art is like at that moment of time yeah, a piece of history piece of history yeah. yeah you know and that's what you know i think you know what you're getting it's, at. it's an interesting mm -hmm. shift because yeah. that mountain is probably what's going to outlast yeah. me that's for sure yeah um, you know you don't know when those horses were running through that yeah. countryside it's but, like when we all got the ethereum merge yeah yeah ethereum yeah. little yeah. moments the in history yeah, yeah. In so uh, if you look at art in history, art was, you know, a memory or a story that was being told. You look at the Egyptians, their art was a story that they passed on. And mm, as we come yeah. through the ages, it was, 
memories and stories. And what we're seeing now is we everyone has memories and stories on their phones oh, now. Yes. So what where art now is 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 something new and something that evokes something in in that one person and um, you know the the generation that's that's doing that they're they're a lot freer thinking and and they're not bound by what my generation of their age is bound mm. by or the generations before that and before that they, they don't need to put a story on their wall because they've got stories in yeah. their phones and on their watches and yeah. so that's where art now is becoming more about. Uh, express its pure expression of yourself as yeah. opposed to mm. producing something that you know is a or a story. Well, that's what I think. I, I, yeah. I see that like street art, street yeah. art, it's all totally different when we're down in Melbourne yeah. walking around. Exactly, cool like ones, graffiti. All different. Yep, yeah. all sorts. Like, all sorts. you could call it graffiti, but I. I Call it more than that. It's yeah. it's not just letters yeah. and text. It's actually it's a lot of art, even if and, it's on a brick yeah. wall. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And coming to back to Shane again, Banksy, the mm. stories that he tells. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, um, what was the you know where he's flowing instead of throwing the grenade or the Molotov yes. cocktail, he's throwing the flowers. That's right. Um, I absolutely loved. It was my sort of first. Um, looking at art going, yeah, I could buy that. Like an expensive piece was the Banksy piece of it. When the auction finished, it, it destroyed it, it shredded halfway down. Yeah. Like he's really That's, there in yeah. that modern version of- Exactly. Yeah. Like utility. Which- <laughs> <laughs> That shredder was actually built into the frame. Yes. Which yes. brings me to my next question. Like you so said, art will, I, I think, transition and transform yes. and artists will. What does this all mean for picture framing? They still need to hang their digital TV. pieces up. Oh, I don't know. It'll be TV framers, Craig. Yeah, it's, a nice big it's, fancy it's going to be a dying art, is what I think. <laughs> I mean, like, look, let's we spoke about different art, right? And I would have touched base on other things like say, pottery and what yeah. about photography, right? Photography is like it's still <laughs> like like simmering, and you know, like. It's still simmering on it, but not really being out there in the NFT space. Well, I think but, we've seen some cool ones from those guys in, where was it? Nigeria? Yeah, Nigeria. Oh, yeah, Nigeria, Nigeria, the one. Uh, yeah. What was it? Maya. Maya. Yeah, Maya. He's, he's yep. building, he's doing quite well with his NFTs and he was featured on Lloyd's Auctions as well. Mm. But yeah, that photography, but with a real cool art symbol yeah. like it was yeah it was it awesome. wasn't just um with, with photography though that'll go beyond art yeah where if a particular photograph is used in a news article or reproduced mm -hmm. in print or something of that nature oh last thing that, well yeah that being on the blockchain means that you can then still yeah i guess track that back so that royalties can go back if it's mm. used things of that nature so De yeah. decentralized shutterstock yeah yeah decentralized shutterstock I mean, that's what it would get. There's no central party to manage Another it. Another million dollar yeah. idea, Greg. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know what? This is what, you know, artists who really, you know, like not artists, like, you know, any, anyone actually, but having that royalty part built in. And I think a lot of the platforms, again, like you're talking about platform fees, right? Yeah. Mm. Now, platform fees is like, okay, why are you, you know, given it's a decentralization, as a centralized location, yes, we can get the bias premium and vendor commission and all that. But now, now we are moving into a decentralized world. People are thinking, okay, look, uh, for artists, for photographers, for 
uh, creators, yeah, they should get rewarded. But why should the platform get rewarded? Right. I think if the platform is not actively promoting this artist and doing the hard work, yeah. like doing that, why should they get paid? You know what? That's what I'm, I'm asking, like in the, especially in the Web3 world. That's a good yeah. point. Well, I think the, the platforms that do put in that work will be the ones that take up the majority of the market. Yeah. And the other ones will... Will just slowly the get, you know, they have to start pivoting. And, but yeah. if they're a company that built based on that, on the platform fee over the, uh, I think the art, I think that, that's why I think I, I feel like the centralized um, companies who are basing their art based on that, have to start looking at okay, how they can reinvent when the decentralization world. Yeah, yeah. Well, as Shane said, with Lloyd's Options, you've got the marketing team there that mm. will promote your work for you yeah. and the artists just want to do the art mm. and then keep producing art and let other people worry about yeah. it. So how do you come I think so, Go sorry, ahead, go ahead, Shane. Something I think which and was probably thrown at another, um, another cast is the, the authenticity and provenance that comes around on the back of the blockchain. Because up until now, if you're a successful artist, well, traditionally when you're a successful artist, people try and copy your work. And if we look at ProHeart, everyone knows who ProHeart's yeah, Pro yeah. in Australia. There's a myriad of, of fake ProHearts in the market. You know, if, if you're not buying one of those from a reputable place, you're crazy. Because people start copying them. And there's good, there's people out there can produce things. Yeah. They, they can produce exact replicas of things. So, um, the blockchain stops that mm. because that once it's on being minted on the chain, then that's there's no question on on the authenticity and, and provenance of the piece. And I think we will see a real move forward in that space um, yeah. over the, the, the coming years, with particularly with art. Mm. Yeah. I mean, like I was so surprised, um, Shane, when you were uh, other day when you were telling me like uh, some uh, you know what they do to make sure like the real art. Is the artist who did that by putting a bit of oh, you know what? DNA or well, something? Yeah. Well, Pro Pro Hard yeah. did that, but they've got you know there's there's experts in the field and certain artists, and they know the brush strokes, they know the pressure that they did. Um, but you you only got an expert if you're an artist that's selling work for millions of dollars. If you're selling artwork for a few thousand, there's no expert on your art other than you. Hmm. So. Um, and that's, that's protecting these, but I, I, you know, if we look at David Bromley, he's another Australian artist, and he's selling works for thousands, not hundreds of thousands. Yeah. There's, there's David Bromley's being imported from other countries, which are not David Bromley's, and you can tell the difference if you've got an eye. But having that provenance set up and that authenticity on the chain, there's no question about it. Mm. So, you know, we there's a big, obviously, there's always been artists, right? It's always been. It's not like just. Um, I don't know, I feel like now there are a lot more artists because I start, when I see something, I'm like, oh, wow, that's cool art. Going through, walking through Brisbane, I'm like, oh, that's cool art. I start taking, you know, pictures and all that stuff, right? Um, where I never noticed those art pieces before. It's weird. I have become mm. a, you know, bit of a, I don't know. Art <laughs> art I don't know about it. It's like, you're you know noticing I mean? it more. It's not like, oh, that's, you know, it's whatever it is. And it's like, like music, right? Like, okay, what type of music do you like? I'm like, I like anything that sounds good to me. You know, it, I have no preference. It's just like anything that sounds good. I don't, I don't understand the words like Andrea Bocelli or when they sing. Like, mm -hmm. I have no idea how that, what that means, but <laughs> it sounds good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just like that in art, 
it's not that what is good or bad. It's just like what you build a relationship with, what resonates with you, right? Yeah. So when they come to Lloyd's auctions, for example, for you um, to auction their art, Shane, like we said, like you're moving like thousand plus pieces a week, right? Yeah. And in that process, do you vet what art pieces goes on Lloyd's auctions or how does that process looks like? Uh, yeah, yeah, partly we do. I mean, I, I, I deal pretty closely with the teams around the country in the, in the process of selling. Everything gets authenticated, but um, we vet it to make sure that it's, you know, it's going to achieve a, a reasonable auction value to, to put it up because if we're putting something up there then and we're spending the time on it, it means somebody else's work isn't going up. So if it, if it wasn't going to achieve what, you know, a, a reasonable a figure of, you know, over $20 or $30, then we'd better spend that time on somebody else. But um, we're, I love new artists coming through and um, I, I like seeing them develop as they come through. Yeah. Artists change their styles, you know, they change the markets and, you know, they, they come become more mature. But yeah, with that art that comes through, we, we do look at it all as it comes through. It yep. doesn't just, yeah, you can't just, oh no, I'm your .io site, you can upload immediately. We, we don't offer that on the .com.au site. Yeah. But even the art on the IO site is cleared before it goes up, is that right? So unlike OpenSea where it's just open slather and mm. there's like thousands upon thousands of pieces, what goes yeah, up on we, the I mean, We also do it because if you're, if you're selling a pro heart, it needs to be a pro heart. It yeah. can't be a John Smith version of an exact copy of pro heart sign, yeah. Yeah. you know, P heart or whatever. So there's a lot of reasons we do it. And the, the same with the IO, you want to make sure that we want to be, make sure that we're authentic and selling mm. correct artworks by correct artists. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, look, in this, the beauty of this is now we had this, um, like, I don't know, uh, Lloyd's Auctions have about a million plus um, users, customers, right? Um, and then um, with that, um, Shana, I, because I get emails when the NFT auctions goes live or when <laughs> like, you know, all the, you know, what you call cars, like luxury cars, I have put my name there and I just like to see what happens, like all the Teslas come on and I'm like, oh yes, those Teslas, you know? Um, <laughs> and it's cool that you get notified and even the art now, even luxury, like jewelry, and I love seeing what type of watches goes online and just keep like what comes up there. And that tells me like, you can really uh, market or receive, people receive emails on auctions and things going live. And I guess that's a little bit different from any other, you know, like, going to a marketplace i would say and yeah. uh, reaching those customer base some people obviously don't um i have to be honest like uh, when i join i'm like okay no one's going to bring things to you know for auction um but then um being there for about two years it changed i, I put i finally i came back okay, i'm gonna clear my garage and then and then that's it it becomes so easy and i just went and dropped it and i had to think i signed the form nine and it was done and dusted and when we did the IO platform, same thing. We just receive the um, receive their digital art, and we do the minting and all that. Yeah. Um, now I know there is a bit of a um, thing that okay, artists we are not we are not teaching them how to fish. We are fishing for them. You know what I mean? Because we are not teaching them how to mint their own art. And when it, when they come to Lloyd's Auctions.io, 
we are minting it for them so that they can focus on the art. But I think uh, what we are doing, what we are planning, um, you know, coming up next year is to have these things for artists to come come on board and yeah. teach, you know, and show them how easy it is to mint uh, through manifold yeah. and, you know, how easy it is you know, so that they go through this education process without having to mm. take them on the Web3 journey. Web3 journey. Teach yeah. them the benefits and show them what it's all yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. And, and, yeah. And, and also there are um, awesome people in the space as well doing this, you know, education and onboarding other artists, right. which is fantastic. Yeah. You know, there's so much scope for everyone mm. to grow. And some know? of them don't want to, like, yeah. you know, yeah. if, if it's not their cup of tea and they just want to create art, then they have that option. Yeah. Mm. And it's a second stream of revenue for them as well. If they have the physical piece and the NFT mm. piece, yeah. they exactly. have a better living for themselves. Yeah. So uh, what when you approach uh, so when you appro approach um, the traditional artist to say like, oh, have you guys heard of NFTs or digital art or what is the um, what is the one thing that you would say that uh, put them off? Put them off. I, it, it would be the, the lack of computer skills. The, the, a lot of the traditional style artists, the ones that are, are shying away a little bit, it's purely their, their computer skills and uh, not being comfortable with IT, basically. And because mm. um, we've got to remember, I mean, online shopping when we first started, when I first started my business 20 years ago, before that, yeah. it didn't exist. You know, it used to be if your mum and dad didn't know the answer to a question or your teacher didn't, then you didn't need to know the answer to that question because nobody knew. <laughs> Whereas now, every answer is available at the click of a button. So the internet's a very new, there's a, there's a whole number of generations that have no computer skills and are not comfortable. And, you know, the, the years of banging on about the bad the bad side of IT, that's all that's pretty well gone now. The, the kids are so savvy. They know if they've received something bad before they've even opened it, you know. And then, so that that's the only, that would be it there. But there's two part. There's really two. There's two mark, art marks at the moment. There's the the people, the IT savvy and the younger generation with the NFTs and digital art. And then there's the traditional ones. And there's a few in the middle that are crossing over a little bit. But yep. there is a real, I would say, a significant divide there. Mm. The the ones that are good in this in the in the NFT space are good, the ones that are good in traditional are good. There's not a lot that are really have their finger in both pie and you would yeah. and you know are good. There's a few about. There's a few about a lot, I guess. Yeah, he's a bit of both. He, he's you know very very famous traditional artist was a, a head artist for Mambo, which was a, yeah. a, a real yeah. Australian yeah. company. Google it later. <laughs> and he's got he's got a background in. Uh, graphic design he loves that side of it so he's he's gone down that path and yeah. he's seen some great results in his nfts and i mean you could ask him but i would say that he's he would say his nfts are outperforming his traditional art at the moment so um shane what kind of advice would you give someone say they have a physical art collection and they've decided to um attach a digital twin like an nft like how would what's the process they would go like would they? Is it, if they painted it, they can do it. If they didn't, they can't. <laughs> so yeah. there's quite this. Although the, the copyright laws are not haven't caught up, particularly in Australia with digital art. There's it's. Uh, I think our, the governments are lagging significantly behind. But so we, 
we at Lloyd's we use traditional copyright law, and you can't you can't take a photo and copy somebody else's art. Yeah. Um, but if it's your art, then you certainly can. You, you know, you can produce NFTs off it, hundred percent. But you can't do it off somebody else's. Yeah. 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 I guess you can take a, uh, a photo, like high res photo. I mean, with your you know your cam camera on I mean, your phone now. You know what I mean? Mm. And take a picture, and then you could do it yourself if you just wanted to do it. And um, yeah. Say you want. Providence on the piece or something, you could do it that way, but you, you can't make an income, you can't reproduce somebody yeah. else's art. Yeah. Um, and that's the whole NFTs is, I think, getting at what, that's the whole point of mm. the NFTs is that you have ownership over your art, yeah. 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 Which brings me right back around in a circle to the AI stuff that we started speaking about. Yeah. Is it your art? That's a good question. Like, I mean, it's... They put the text in... But you could have said to an artist, I'd like you to paint me a picture of three trees and that stump over there and a big rock. Yeah. That doesn't make it your art. It makes it the artist's Artists. art. Man, that's a good question. I want you to paint me a rock with three trees and my name down the bottom right-hand corner. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this is what it is, right? Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I've never if, thought of it like that. Yeah. I, that's why, Shane, I think when you said about the whole copyright, the... In, in it comes down to licensing, licensing. I would say. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think like look, given um, the um, the possibility now, what has opened up for artists, I always say it's like this is the like the renaissance for artists now, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I really, you know, whenever we see any artist or anyone who can, you know, I think I like their drawings, right? I say to them like, okay, you had to just get on this Web three NFT. I'm like, okay, I don't know what. Is it. I say like, don't, don't, uh, you know, don't. You know, sort of turn off because of the NFT, the word, the blockchain, and the crypto. So just do the art in digital format, and I will do everything else for you to onboard. Yeah. You know, don't think of the what is going to cost you. It's going to cost you nothing. It just costs you zero dollars yeah. because I will, I'll do all that stuff for you. So no risk. No so, risk whatsoever. So that's what I meant before about what's the process if they, an artist has a piece of art and they want to create. A digital like it's there. yeah. I would say like you know if they have a physical art you know uh, if they even if they even bring it to us our people you know the Lloyd's auctions would take a photo in the, in the right way so that it's all you know high res uh, photo and then yeah. convert that into and then we'll mint it through the process you know okay. uh, not we when I say we it's like uh, Lloyd's auctions uh, team even we are part of the you know one one big group so you know the team at Lloyd's auctions will um, mint it. And then, uh, yeah, it goes online and, and then uh, the artists uh, get paid when the auction is finished because the beauty of this is like, it's a traditional auction, which means every uh, lot gets its own time to go through because it will never be uh, lot, lot one and lot 30. The lot 30 would not get sold until lot one, two, three, four get sold, right? So with Lloyd, you yeah. know, it opens is different. But in a traditional auction, it's not. Just time and date, yeah. So exactly. You're going to end up with a whole heap of, you know. I mean, exactly. If you know, like, yeah, how can you keep up? But if you're following an auction, I think then um, every lot gets its time. A fair go. A fair go. Yeah. So whether you like it or not, you know that you got like X amount of time. Once the timer start counting down, you got like two minutes worth of you know air time every single piece in that auction. So I think okay. that's the biggest difference between an auction 
and OpenSea. Yeah, and a marketplace. And yeah. a marketplace. We actually, we actually think our lot's open if it's actively bidding like a traditional option. So if someone plays a bid and the time's up, that lot will still stay open. The next lot won't open. And then you need to have, and we set ours at, you know, around a 10 second mark of no active bidding on the item. So if you're bidding, we yeah. don't close it. If people are happy to keep buying your NFTs, yeah. we'll keep them open for you. So it's, it's really mimics that traditional auction yeah. house. And then like you were just saying, because once there's no bidding for that duration on that item, it'll close the next one will open. So, um, you know, we've had auction, we've had art auctions that have gone for, you know, seven and eight hours because there's so much bidding on them. Yeah. Which is fantastic because yeah. it's, you know, it's a great, bitter interaction. Yeah. I mean, that's a, it's a late night for some people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that, that's the beauty of it, right? Because I think a lot of people think, you know what? I need to go where all the eyeballs are. So the crypto people are, right? So, and that's what I think people forget that, you know, coming to a place like Lloyd's Auctions, like, oh, who are they? They're like, oh, Aussie thing. It's not that global. I think a lot of people, you know, miss, you know, sort of discounted thinking, oh, I don't want to go there because they are not eyeballs, but they would do all the hard work on um, open sea and mm. going marketing and all that but stuff. Then you're also competing with Come so millions, many more people. Whereas millions of people, right? And given crypto is down, no yeah. one is spending there. Yeah. But, and also on places like open sea, you've only got die-hard crypto buyers. Yeah. Exactly. You yeah. don't have mum and dad no. who happen to come to it. Whereas like with Lloyd's, uh, auctions, we're, we've got both a diehard, but you've also got mum and dad who are mm, buying their first yeah. NFT. Mum and dad buying their first NFT and never buying, I shouldn't say never, yeah. I'd, be very, I'd be very surprised if they're buying their first NFT off a place like Open Space. Yeah. Very surprised. Yeah. I mean, like, we know how many times we have helped people to create digital wallets from Lloyd's <laughs> Auctions, right? I mean, yeah. we have, we, we hold their hand and get them create their first wallet and then we transfer, we show them okay, what it is. I mean, like, okay, we had the, uh, when we had the uh, the guitars, the lemons, yeah. right? And one person, um, rock, yeah. yeah, and then they said like, oh, I got all these guitars. How the shipping works? How does the shipping work? <laughs> and I'm like, you know what I mean? And, they, they, and then they're like, okay, I don't want it. All right, cool. No, no, no issue whatsoever. We'll remove the bids, mm. right? Because it's about the customer. Yeah. You know, we can't, you know, and that's, it. I think, Shane, that's what I have like to say to like, you know, here, like Lloyd's auction is a little bit different from other places because other places like, you know, eBay, or if you put a bid on, you know what, it doesn't matter whether it's a picture of a car or the real car, you own it and then immediate and all that stuff, right? But here it's a little bit different. So it's a, it's a decentralized, but centralized to look after the mums and the pops, yeah. right? Yeah. And we de-risk it for the end user, for the for the vendors and for the customers, right? It's a big difference. It's, it's a huge difference. It's the service. It's a service. Yeah. It's a trust that, you know, I guess, um, Shane, that you guys built over the, over a decade ago that really helps this. And that's why people just come and bid, right? Yeah, I think that's important too, because um, we're, in this space, we're breaking new ground. And, and you are, as a, as a producer of, Let's call it, as a, a producer of NFTs, you, you need to be open to that. Sometimes people are not going to understand what they bought. You're breaking new ground. That's, yeah. that's a, just a fact. You know, for us, we look after our buyers because if, without the buyers, there's no sellers. There's, so if a, if someone bids on it and, and they're not sure that you know 
they thought they were buying a real guitar or yeah. you know, a real Ferrari or whatever it was. <laughs> and, you know, that, that's just part and parcel. That's learning for them. Often they take it anyway, but um, that's part and parcel with breaking new ground. And what we, what you guys are doing, we're doing, it's cutting edge stuff. It's, we're bringing it to, if we go back to open sea rise, they're just digital. You know, yeah. They know digital. We're, we're bringing it to a whole new market as well. Exactly. A market that nobody else is bringing it to in, in the volume and in the, um, you know, in the way that, that mm. we are doing it. So you, you've got to be happy or you've got to be satisfied that there's going to be some times when people think that, you know, they've bought something that they haven't bought. And we look after them. That's because he said, there's no argument about that, that, yep, no dramas, they have a laugh. Usually at their own expense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we move on, yeah. Yeah. And in all fairness, those guitars did look really realistic. Oh, yeah, they, they look really so good, those <laughs> guitars. I mean, uh, unreal. I mean, like, um, you know, when, when we did our first NFT auction with the whole, uh, the Digicars, and we had that massive utility behind those Digicars, right? And even, you know, the, the person um, recently, you know, um, they came back. So they spent something like, I don't know, something like 50 plus thousand dollars on a digital car, look like a digicar, right? And then because they are, a, they, they spend quite a bit with Lloyd's auctions, buying classic cars and all the, like, you know, everything else as well. They have already saved so much money on the buyer's premium and that due to divorce is free buyer's premium for two years and they went so hard so now they save multiples of what that well, NFT cost, cost yeah. you know and they spent like they made their money back over and over again because they you know when you buy a classic car like half a million dollars yeah. you know you buy like two or three of these uh, you know in the two years that 50,000 becomes like, that's the best ever investment that you have done. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Did, so. Digit cars are a bit unique too. We probably just need to bring that up with, because they they do some packages with their, if you buy certain ones, you get yeah. some deals with Lloyds. Um, that, that's unique in that sort of area. Mm. Most of the NFTs we sell are not. We yeah. don't put those packages yeah. in that, or the pieces sell mm. off their own. On their own merits type thing, yeah. but yeah. it's important to read read the descriptions. Yeah, read yeah. the description, yeah. right? And I think, yeah. um, and this, I, I believe this is what we had to educate the artists on. Like, you know, um, Shane, we had a, a chat like um, uh, other day. Like, we want to do something like crazy uh, event next year, right? Yeah, we are. Yeah. And you know, with the artists and you know, uh, bring them together. We're going to do some like a. I'm so excited. I already got some really crazy ideas, um, you know, what we want to do. And I think it had to be like, you know, to bring like re traditional artists, the digital artists, the, the crowd together and um, to do something really cool, uh, the Q1 uh, next year. So because there are there are awesome artists in, you know, you know, in quite a few places. I mean, there's nothing to say that given we have, you know, 14 locations around Australia. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and we got yeah. the warehousing space. We have all the places when we can put like you know all the events to you know in all the other parts of the country where, you know, I think that's where Lloyd's is a little bit different from uh, other places because Lloyd's auctions got the you know the technology NFTs and Blockstars being part of it as well. And I th we want to do the right thing. Lloyd's auctions want to do the right thing, and I think you know make, we can make some really good like a good impact for everyone 
And that would really make, I think once the digital artist and the traditional artist comes together into one place, I think then the conversations will happen rather than yeah. a, um, you know, block stars or Lloyd's auctions sort of asking them to create stuff. I think when the artist gets together and you know what, they will uh, talk the language. Yeah. Yeah. And when they hear, oh, this, uh, you know, NFT, I mean, like uh, we had like, you know, like, um, like not this uh, auction, I think like, you know, last NFT auction, like some of the items are like, you know, you know, like 5,000, 6,000, other one like $12,000, right? NFTs. And some of the artists are struggling on OpenSea trying to get it like, I don't know, one ETH, which is like, I don't know, thousand something US dollars, right? $700. While they're struggling, marketing, they're doing everything else and all this stuff here at Lloyd, you know, we are getting those numbers like, because they had the like really good art that resonated. Right. So, well, go ahead. Sorry, no, no, go ahead. I was on that one. That that particular artist had a school project to produce NFTs. Oh. Uh, they were in grade ten, and as part of their teacher, was like, "Yeah, do it, do it." And part of that program, they produced the NFTs, and they were selling NFTs for eight and ten thousand dollars a pop. There's a yeah. grade ten student as a as part of their growth at school and part of the project, they were doing their own NFT. So, uh -huh. sorry, and you interrupt. Did you know? I thought that was important. It is. It is super, that right is exactly right. And this is what I think people had to uh, wear the the focus and use that time and look at the market conditions. And I think this is where I think it's not the artist's um, issue. I think it's our responsibility to take this to the artist. Because mm. we know the power of this, right? And I think it's our fault not to not like for not communicating this to the artists, because artists only knows what they know. And the other thing mm. is, a lot of people might um, be deterred from it because not enough people are in the space. But that should be do the opposite. They should want to get in the space because there's not that many. It's an opportunity, especially early on. Yeah. Like, what have you got to lose, really? Mm. Yeah. Exactly. And I think, uh, I think Q1, um, you know, 2023, I think we're going to be a lot more prepared. And I think we learned quite a lot of lessons uh, this year, um, I, I'd say. And uh, we fell, we hit our nose on the ground, we bled, and now we're going to wipe it. And then now we're going to go again. I think I'm super excited for next year. I think we're going to have a bit of a, uh, do a, you know, like a relaunch. Now we done, we sort of fixed our kings. I think next one is now let's onboard a lot of the artists and educate them, take take them on this journey. And I think we had to bring those artists as a, you know, like a partnership, you know, they had like, okay, look, what can you do? You know, because at the end of the day, platform is as good as the artist. Without the artists, there is no platform. There is no platform without the artists. So, you know, so I think we had to make sure that the, the artists are the superstars, not OpenSea, not the Lloyd's auctions. It's the artists. I think we had to make yeah. them, empower them to come and do their thing and help them, yeah. you know. Um, You'll see too with Lloyd's, it's, it's not, trans when we deal with sellers and buyers, it's not transactions, they're relationships. And people my my phone, with, I, I receive <laughs> hundreds of calls a day. People just call me and they want to chat. And I've got team members exactly the same. We've got different divisions within the company. People have our phone number, they don't, they can call us and actually speak to us and ask us questions or, yeah. you know, and a lot of the, a lot of the artists that I do, I've known for a long time and sellers and I know their families and 
that's what it is. It's not a transaction. It's relationships. You go to some, you know, I can say it's a transaction. Yeah. You're not talking to somebody. Yeah. It's a transaction. So we don't do transactions. We do relationships. Yeah, that, that's a big one, you know. So, all right, guys, I think uh, we should, we've gone over over the you know, time. Uh, it's an awesome chat, uh, Shane. I know, have you guys got any questions? I mean, like, if the, um, oh, let's ask it to any, anyone got any questions from uh, Spaces? Uh, Can I ask one while you do that? Ah, yeah, of so, course. So, um, just while he's checking Spaces, Shane, after talking yeah. about all of this, where do you see the space in five years? Like, how big do you see it? What, what, where do you think we're going? What direction? Uh, I get shot for saying it, but I think it's a little bit like the horse and the car <laughs> argument that people rode horses for as long as they could and the ones that had cars, you know, the ones that didn't have the cars used to hate the car riders. And I think eventually the cars took over the horses and I think eventually digital will take over traditional. Yeah. And even if we break it way down to the new generations coming through yeah. and so conscious of their environments, you know, producing art is produced is using natural resources and I think that will steer a little bit away from that as well. I think it'll it'll be a massive movement. Where I don't you know, we've seen metaverses and everything develop. I don't think we're there yet as a you know, as a as a race, I suppose. I mean yeah. as humans we we've got the metaverse sorted, but I think there'll be versions of that where we have our metaverse house with our metaverse art now, metaverse relationships and you know, and I, that's where I see it going. You know. Yeah. Okay. Where awesome. are you? Where do you see it going? Uh, I have the same opinion, but I wanted you to say it just in case. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we are there. I got a my metaverse, but no one visits me. <laughs> and it's like, I'm there. You're there. You're there. Kozzy's there. If we see your wallet, Kozzy, you're in multiple metal metaverses. Kozzy's <laughs> got every NFT there is to have. Like he said, he's oh, got e email alerts set and ready to go. I, I love uh, NFTs because... I feel like now I can be, you know, I can really own like, you know, uh, like yesterday I was at the event, right? And um, we just talking and I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, and I asked him this guy, I was like, oh, I'm really into art now. And he's like, oh, what type of art are you into? I'm like, oh, oh I, <laughs> do not go down this rabbit hole, right? And I'm like, oh, have you guys heard of like NFTs? Like, oh, scam. I'm like, let me show you, <laughs> right? And then... Um, I'm pretty sure that, you know, they're like, you know, like, oh, this guy lost it. I mean, he was a good guy, but of course he lost it now, right? <laughs> but, um, but then showing them the art that we, you know, we recently got, you know, from Lloyd's Auctions, from Blockstars and myself as well, like we minted few art pieces. Yeah. And I think, well, as we are talking about art, I think we have to <laughs> support artists, right? Local artists. I'm, when I say local artists, I'm talking about Australian artists. Right. Um, and I was showing them like, oh, they're like, oh, wow, this is nice. I'm like, oh, why can't I, you know, why do you have that? You can't show it anymore. I'm like, it doesn't, doesn't matter because I know it. Like, some, not everyone who buys like uh, what you call uh, Picasso hangs it in the living room. They yeah. keep it in a safe. Right. So it, same thing, you know. Like yeah, you I, know you have it. I, you know, and I said, like, I, I even met this artist. I spoke to this artist. Like, I know them. Like, that's the type of now. This is cool. You know. And. You know, and rather than just getting an art piece or something, like, I know these artists and, and I support them. That's cool for me. And the coolest thing is, especially when you do it from Australia or a platform like that, you actually get to build a connection with Isn't them. It? Exactly. Like, right? we've had a few artists on the show and 
because he's gone, creeped on the internet at midnight, bought an NFT, <laughs> made them flip out. They didn't know what was going he's on. He's gone uh, on the internet at midnight. <laughs> what, what did I say? I don't know what I said, but I retracted it. Um, <laughs> we've got them on the show the next week and they're just losing it. So it's we've actually got to yeah. meet a lot of cool people because yeah. he's gone and bought all their art and shown us the next day and added to his NFT collection again. And so, <laughs> But I think that's a cool thing. I think if you are saying like, okay, we are in this space, I think we, we have to support the artists. We have yeah. to understand they are the cornerstone. You know, not, not any of us, you know what I mean? Um, I think once we empower artists, I think we're going to excite, make them more excited to create more artwork. And they know that, oh, okay, you know what? This is real now. Mm. It's not a fad anymore. And I think that self-doubtness, that, yeah. that goes away. And then we get to talk about it. I think that's... Yeah. Just, I don't know, I'm just romanticizing about this, <laughs> you know, NFT. Um. <laughs> and really quickly, the AI art might still be your art. It just depends oh. if you treat the AI like the paintbrush or the spray can or the chisel if you were sculpting, for example. Yeah. Is it just a tool that you're using to create the art? Well, actually, that's what he said. Someone thinking about this the whole time. No, yeah, yeah. I've always been quiet. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna get him at the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, I mean, when you buy the um, AI art, it I feel, you know, it makes me even because of the AI art. Uh, someone who said something. I think I saw LinkedIn, right? Someone said like, oh. Now, this is going to threaten artists. And I'm like, hell no, because now I'm going to scour every single piece of art before I buy it. I, I want to know that who the real artist behind it now. I think it's a lot more now, you know, I want to like really spend time yeah. on well, I knowing. think it comes back to what is art? Art to everyone is something different. Mm, subjective, yeah. isn't it? Do I care if it was made by a robot or paintbrush? Probably not. Mm. Break? Maybe. For me, for me, it does. It yeah. does matter because for me, it's but I want to know the person well, behind the art. I think you know yeah. if they've painted it, they've yeah. put more time and care into it. But I look more as like, do I like that piece? Yep. I'm not too worried how it was made, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Like but even, no, even, I, I don't think no, because when you at NFT fest, the person oh, that you bought the art story. piece from, right? Um, she, he's like, he was like telling me, of course, you should go and check, check, check her out. She's like an awesome artist. We should, you know, we should bring her because she's like super awesome character, right? And yes, she's like, yes, she's an artist. Uh, what's, what's her name? What's, uh, Lambi. Ah, uh, Lambi, yeah. Lambie. No, no, no. no, no. Let me check that. <laughs> yeah. Let me check that. And Just she is like name, awesome. Right. She's like super out there and I love it. And I think she's like the, uh, the person of art is like, it's like her style. And I think she lives and breathes her style of art. Lambie artist, you'll find Lambie her artist. on um, Twitter. Yeah. Right? And that's like, I think that's crypto. I think she's come from a crypto. She's like, she resonates with that. She's memed, memed. and made, made art on Wall Street bets when they were trying to bankrupt the hedge fund. And yeah, she's in the culture. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and you were excited that day when you were minting that, right? You were, you were coming to me and saying like, oh, of course you should check it out. And you're like, you know. Well, of course yeah. I wanted He's got a fangirl story. Yeah. It's come out. It's come out. Of course I just wanted Charlie to support one of the artists from yeah. NFT Fest. Yeah. And I went looking through them yeah. and went, you know what? Uh, this one resonates with me. It's very mem-like. Yeah. Are you winning some? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think Charlie was saying that he preferred AI art. He just... 
chooses art based on what he likes regardless of its source. Yeah. No, he doesn't... But he's saying, he's saying like, it was exciting from the moment he yeah. got to meet the artist, he went fangirl. Yeah, I've well, seen Charlie do well, this. It's like, <laughs> well, it's like people. He grabs bits and pieces and yeah. mashes it together. It's yeah. pre-made rendered yeah. models, yeah. but he joins mm. them together Interpretation. into Interpretation. Do I care? No. Do <laughs> I think it's cool and resonate with it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if it would wasn't $20,000, would, would I buy more? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> would you call photography art? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd call yeah. photography art. camera's doing it. But in, your, in the argument we're having here, the camera's doing the work. Oh, look at yeah. yeah. Snappy yeah. Snap. Yeah. Yeah. He's been sitting on that all day as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and again, should be Mike, treated as a tool. Sh Shane just drops the mic and yeah. walks off. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much. I think let's, let's wind it. Yep. Um, and there'll be a lot more conversation coming uh, about this and I think uh, next year while you're working uh, for, towards that execution that we're gonna, we are planning uh, to bring in, you know, all people interested on this journey is gonna be exciting and I'm so looking forward to it. And uh, Shane, uh, before we leave, um, if an artist wants to get in touch with Lloyd's Auctions, what is the process? How, do they, how should they contact you? So they can contact directly with the email info at lloydsoptions.com.au. Uh, they can also call. Um, I'll give you my number. I've had them to call me directly. I'll yep. 6, Sorry, if can you say it again, please? Text, <laughs> I'm on my phone a lot, so text me if you don't get me. Um, but yeah, info at lloydsoptions.com.au. Or you can turn up at one of our facilities, and if you get on Google, you'll be able to find them. There'll be one not far from you. But yeah, calling or email. Yeah. Very easy. And don't be shy. Have a go. If you think, even if you, you don't call yourself an artist, but you like to do art, you're an artist. So have a go. Awesome. Thanks so much, Shane. Thank you so much, Shane, Mr. Benson. Um, and uh, Blockstars team, Craig, Charlie, and Maureen, thank you so much. And thank you. Corsi, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thank you to our uh, Insta uh, viewers. And uh, thank you, Nathan. Our okay. spaces and uh, <laughs> people as well. Oh my, yeah, okay, there are quite a few. Hey, madam, madam loves here. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Actually, we did get some uh, sprints of um, madam love and they arrive in the office and they look, they look amazing. They look amazing. So, um, lifetime warranty on the, lifetime yeah. on the medium she uses the paper. Yeah, you're saying that, yeah. you know, Charlie. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that, that's that's a beautiful thing about this space, man. I think uh, we met so many artists. It's like, it's, it's crazy. It's yeah. so much. So it's so good. It's so good. Um, guys, if you guys any anyone wants to uh, come on um, on stage, uh, please come come up and then you know ask any questions. If no one have any questions. Um, I would say we'll um, end uh, today's uh, spaces, mm -hmm. uh, the podcast. Alrighty. Thanks again, Shane. All right. Thank, Thank you. you so much. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye, bye everyone. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Subscribe. Subscribe. Subscribe.